0: This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. So yeah, this, this imagination, and here we come to back-to-school year, and, and I can still, like, you know, even today I carry, like, this thing in the pit of my stomach when I hear the words back-to-school. To me, it reminds me of my mom always bought me really goofy clothes, uh, the excitement of a new lunchbox. Uh, The hearing the school bus come and wondering whether I was going to fit in. That's my memory. I mean, it's such a a challenging time, right, for so many of us. Now, it isn't challenging for everyone. This is a picture here from the Millers who watch us from out in western Pennsylvania. And I want you to notice how excited their new baby daughter is that the boys are headed out. (laughs) So for some of us, it's actually a good moment. But regardless of where you are with this back to school, if you're grandparents and you've got grandkids going back or, or, or nieces and nephews or you yourself are re entering school, I'd ask you to think about stars of the sky. I'd ask you to think about light. I'd ask you to think about the ways that we can, with this picture of the stars, imagine. Imagine the way the world can work. Imagine how we can see our way forward. And imagination, like, this is, the, this is the big adult concept, and then we're going to, like, make it real simple so we all get it. And, and the big concept is this, like, we can't spiritually evolve without imagination. We can't do it. I remember reading a deep theological paper, very much in, in new church lingo, and it said, imagination, we can't regenerate without imagination. In other words, we can't be created in new ways unless we can imagine two things. And those two things, I think, are so important. Here are the two reasons why I think we need to think about imagination. Imagination is our friend that teaches us who we are. And imagination helps us reach for the world we know can be. Two really critical things that imagine, two critical roles that imagination plays. Like, Like, can I allow there to be a space where I think I'm this? And can I somehow, I don't care what age you are, can I somehow imagine my life as this. And the world, like, I think the world is only this. That lapses into something called cynicism pretty quickly. But what if I could imagine the world being this? I want to introduce two dear friends. We're going to talk about that. Please welcome Reverend Barry Haldeman.
1: Good morning, everyone. I'm Barry Halterman. I'm the chaplain and religious department head at the Academy of the New Church. So I teach right on this very campus. And uh, it's good to be back with the New Church Live crowd. Back in the early days of New Church Live, like way back, about 10 years ago, I was Chuck's backup preacher. So basically, he was Carson Wentz, and I'm Nick Foles. All right. I don't know who you want to be right now. I mean, anyway... It was a good gig, but uh, then I had to do more over there, so it's, it's good to be back here. It's a good place to talk, and a, it's a good crowd, and a good way of presenting a message. And the message that I want to give this morning has to do with uh, the way you use imagination to see yourself right now. Uh, because, say, we look in the mirror, and what do you see? If you look with just your physical eyes, your physical senses, you're going to see something. But are you going to see reality See, a lot of times we talk about reality as what you see with your senses and what's right in front of you. But to me, I went into religion because I wanted to go into what was really real. And what's really real is spirit. At least that's the way I view it. And that's not exactly the what you're going to see. I mean, how do you see spirit? What do you see when you look in the mirror? Do you see your spirit? You see your body? You see what's going on? But you need to see yourself for who you really are. And that does take imagination. It, go, it takes that mind sight that goes beyond just what you're seeing with your eyes. So there's a couple passages in the in the Bible that really help me understand the way I think that God sees me, and so I can see myself that way, what, what God says. And you look in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, and it talks about God creating us in his image and likeness. And it says, and God created the human beings in his own image, and he created the male and female. So when God creates us in his image and in his likeness, what does that even mean? See, it, we don't see that necessarily when we look in the mirror. That image isn't what the image that we can see in the imagination or our mind's eye. With our mind's eye, we can see the image and likeness of God. So what is that? Simple New Church definition is you are created with the ability to love and grow wise. Love, a likeness of God, and grow wise, be in God's image. And it's really a pretty amazing way to see yourself. You are created to love and be wise at that. Another way of looking at it is you are created to understand truth and to do what's good. It's that simple. So when you look in the mirror, do you see that? So your imagination should help you see that I can love, I can grow wise, I can understand truth, I can do what's good. So then when you start to look at what God, what the Lord's really saying about who we are, there's a passage in the in the book of Psalms, Psalm number 139, that says, you formed my inward parts, You've covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Again, that's not necessarily the message you're getting from the world. It's not necessarily the message you're getting from your friends around you. It's not necessarily the image that you're going to see in the mirror. But if you start to see what God says about you, you can start to see that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You aren't just this thing down here, this natural physical being. You are way more. You're a being who can love and grow wise. So there's a passage in uh, the Gospel of John which really says that the Lord created us to bear fruit. That's why we're here. Bear fruit. Do things. And it doesn't actually narrow down so much as to what you have to create. Bearing fruit and that your fruit will remain means you create stuff. You do good things. You contribute to your world. And one of the things that I really love best about the, the message you get from the Bible, isn't ex- it's not exact. You're free to do that however you choose. You're free to create stuff. But it all starts with imagining where you are right now and imagining who you really are. So don't just look in that mirror and see what you see. When you start to look in the mirror, see what you can see with that message from the Lord. You are created in God's image and likeness. You have the ability to love and grow wise. You can understand truth, do good, bear fruit, and have it remain. So with that foundation, I want to uh, turn this over to my colleague, Christopher Barber, who will tell you the next phase
2: Good morning. Thank you for only taking one try to sound like you are here and ready to be blessed. I'm the Reverend Chris Barber, and I work at the Academy of the New Church Secondary Schools. I teach religion. And for teachers, uh, a lot of looking forward to the new year requires a lot of imagination. I know I spent a lot of time this summer imagining what is this year going to be, And it was kind of cool looking at all of the possibilities, but imagination is also a very double-edged sword. Because just the same as you can imagine all of the good things, the amazing work that you're going to do, you can also start to imagine how things won't go your way. And when your imagination fills in the blanks, those things that you don't know, the things that have yet to happen, When your imagination fills in the blanks with things that don't go your way, well, that's anxiety. That's worry. And that's one of the ways that the Lord doesn't want us to use our imagination. But it's really hard not to. When you're looking into the unknown, and for us here today, we're especially focusing on a new school year. Whether you're a student looking forward to the new year, a parent looking to support your kids, faculty, staff looking forward to making a good year of learning— we look forward with that imagination and we can see places where things will go wrong. Now on the one hand, this kind of imagination, this kind of worry can be really helpful. It can help us to think about the places where maybe we need to plan, have contingencies, tighten things up, make a change. But it can also be crippling. It can also make it so that we can't move forward with the resolve that the Lord has for us. So here today at the back-to-school blessing service, as we're thinking about taking on a a new perspective for a new year, let's use our imaginations to look at ourselves and our futures the way the Lord does. I'm reading uh, this morning just a, a passage from the book of Jeremiah, and this is the Lord's imagination. You heard a little bit of it from the Reverend Halterman, and you'll hear a little bit of it here as well. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. If we are going to let our imaginations run away with us, can we make a little bit of space for the Lord's imagination to run away with us? Can we make a little bit of space for us to look at our futures with that peace, not of evil, with that future, with that hope? I think we can. And I think when we do, we can start to look at ourselves the way that the Lord does. Not an ounce of negativity in there. And some of that worry and some of that anxiety can be put away, at least for a time, so that we can see, as what Reverend Halterman was just talking about, so that we can see what is really real about us. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Can I hear another amen? Amen. Let me hear it one more time. Amen. Amen. It means let it be so. Let this imagination be the way that things are. Thank you.
1: As the band comes out to uh, get ready for the next song, just want to wrap up this little portion, tell you what's coming up next. So the idea of really, who are you in God's eyes and what can you become in God's eyes is the message that we wanted to give with you, leave with you from this portion. And then after the, this next song, we're going to have some prayers and blessings offered by teacher, parents, and students uh, from ANC. Shout out to ANC students. Um, thank you. Thank you. So, and, and to just, and after that, we're going to have you come forward for a blessing individually, together, Ooh. and Chuck will tell you more about that. So, uh. so we're going to imagine
0: blessings right now. And with imagining blessings, what we've done is we've asked a teacher, we've asked a mom, and we've asked a couple of students who we are just going to offer blessings into the year. So, regardless of where you are, just hear the part that most addresses you because our job is so clear is To deliver our best intentions on God's behalf. So, hear these intentions for blessings. Find your own way as you hear them, as we say all the time here, not just to hear the blessing, but hear the call to be the blessing. Our first one coming on out. Please give her a warm round of applause, folks.
3: Is the mic on? Good morning. Um, My name's Jess, and I'm actually a student, a parent, and a teacher. But right now, I'm here with my teacher hat on. I teach at the elementary school, and I'm here to just offer a prayer for all the teachers in the world as we go back to school. So just join with me. Dear Heavenly Teacher, You are the source of Each one of us, you give us your love and your wisdom, and you guide us each day. I pray that you will be with all of the teachers in this room and the country and the world as we do your work with the children that are placed lovingly in our care. Lord, my prayer for the teachers of the world is that we may see our students as you see us, and as you see them, wonderfully and fearfully made, each with their own talents and strengths and weaknesses, I pray that you will help us to guide them, to inspire them, and to love them. I pray most of all that you will help us to be reflective and thoughtful and kind Follow your example the way you teach and lead us, giving us freedom to make mistakes in a safe, loving environment. Dear Heavenly Teacher, be with us this year. Help us to care and help us to make a difference. Amen.
4: Hi, everybody. My name is Kiana, and I am a parent of an ANC student. Um, I just want to give a prayer for all of the mothers, um, and fathers too. But, um, can we bow our head and close our eyes, please? Heavenly Father, I come to you today saying thank you. Thank you for being Lord all by yourself. Thank you because you are wonderful and worthy to be praised. God, right now... I just wanna say thank you for the assignment of motherhood. God, I thank you because you have made us loving. You have made us caring. You have made us encouragers and you have made us providers, not only for our children, but for all of those around us. Lord, I pray that we continue to deposit faith into our children. Lord, I pray that we continue to be loving to our children. Lord, I pray that we teach our children your word and that they know who they are in Christ. God, I pray that during the moments when we may be discouraged or we may be fearful or we may not know what to do, God, we remember that your word says, never will you leave us nor forsake us. Lord, right now, I want to pray for my daughter, Heavenly Father. God, I pray that she experience your peace, Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray that she not worry about anything. And if fear comes within her, Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray that she hear me when I say right now that perfect love casts out all fear. And that she understand that you love her, Lord Jesus. Even before she was formed, you knew her name and you love her. So, God, I pray for all of our students that everywhere they go, they know that they are on holy ground and that you love them first. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
5: Hi, we're um, students at ANC over there, and we're here to offer a prayer for the students, as they enter back into a new year, we don't know what it brings. So God, um, please be with students as they find something new that they're not ready for and they don't know what it holds. Help them to find courage and feel brave, to find excitement and um, joy in the new things that are gonna come. Please help them to um, be able to reach out and connect, be a little bit vulnerable, and be able to receive the good things that come from that, that um, vulnerable place. Help us to imagine this year to be the best that it can be and help us to imagine new ways that we can try new things and start with our best foot forward um, and imagine all of the possibilities before us and how we can um, bring love and joy into every aspect of this new year. We know that There'll be hard things, we might be uh, overwhelmed or tired, but uh, please help us to to keep going, to um, be ready to be there for other people and find the support that that brings us when we're ready to reach out and support somebody else. And help us to imagine ways that we can connect with others and help all of us to feel a part of the new year and feel that we have a place in the community that we're joining. Whether it's for the first time or coming back to it, and help us to imagine how we can reach out and make others a part of that new community. Amen.
0: Those were beautiful prayers. And, and, you know, I'd ask us, you know, just as I close this part, you know, to, to think about final blessings. Like, what are these final blessings? As a former teacher myself, and as a parent, you know I'd ask us all to remember this. You know, you look at the studies again and again. You know, one of the primary determinants of a kid's future is, yeah, yeah. one caring adult, one caring adult. If that call is to you as a parent, be that. If that calls to you as a teacher, be that. If that calls to you as a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle. I don't know, even a pastor. Like, be that. Be that one caring adult. For the students in here, for the students in here, I'd ask you to remember this blessing, and I'm going to step over here for a second. No kid needs instructions when they're given this and this. No kid does. Please, Think of your life that way. Think of your life as this wonderful box of crayons or markers or whatever kids use today. Think of it that way as this, as this thing that's filled with incredible colors. More colors than you can imagine. You may only think you can draw in three colors. But guess what I'm here to tell you? You got a box of 48, and it's a good one you got all kinds of options out there, all kinds of ways, all kinds of things to experiment with, all kinds of things to try and to, and to imagine, imagining again who you are. And imagining again what the world could be. See, you get to choose that. You get to choose it today, and if you choose not to choose it today, you'll get to choose it again tomorrow. That's what we call freedom, that idea of choice, Choose well, color well. Stepping back over here. And always remember, the enemy, as was so beautifully said with that prayer, the enemy is always this. We have a choice, if you say the second word there, of imagination or fear. fear. You know, we always have that choice of imagination or fear. It's, it's constant. Our imagination, I was thinking, like, we can say, like, all right, out of, out of love, what's the world we can imagine? Or we could say, out of fear, what is the world we could imagine? How many of you spend a lot of time in that ballpark? We do all the time. Now remember, you know, of course, if we spend a lot of time with imagining fear, like some of those fears do come true. A quote I love, love, love. Even a clock that is stopped tells the right time twice a day. So we can't imagine fears. And, and yes, some of those fears may well happen. But let's choose, in the year ahead, to imagine out of love. Imagine out of love. And to imagine blessing. We're going to close now the service, and the way we're going to close is we're going to have three prayer stations up here. Chris Barber, Barry Haltman, two wonderful pastors, and myself will be over here. You're welcome to come up as a, with a group of friends, as a family. We'll have music gently noodling in the background. And then you'll have the opportunity to just say, hey, this is the blessing I want for the year, and then we'll just do a quick blessing and we'll move through this pretty, pretty quickly. And before we do that, just a quick invite, too. It's great to see so many here today. I do want to invite you back next week. Next week, we're looking at how to put down the many things to pick up the thing that matters, which is known as decluttering. So you're welcome to join us next week as well. So so again, I want to thank everyone for coming today. Great to worship with you. Thank you for everyone who just made this service possible. And again, I want to invite you back next week as we look at putting down the many things to pick up what matters. So the last word, a last prayer here around life and around what can matter. So Lord, we ask and we offer this final prayer and it's the prayer for hope. The prayer for a hope literally that springs eternal. A hope that we know that has moved through our souls, that will continue to move through our souls. A hope based on this reimagined world.
3: Not naive, Lord, in any way.
0: Maybe what's naive is where we believe there is no hope, because there always is hope, because there's always you. Bless these wonderful people here gathered. Bless their ways. Lord, let's make it a great year. In your name, this Sunday, we pray with hope. Amen.